Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging field of data science. We bring the best minds in data, software engineering, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Now here are your hosts, Frank Lavinia and Andy Leonard. Hello and welcome back to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, machine learning and artificial intelligence. If you like to think of data as the new oil, then you can consider us, well, like car talk. And with me on this epic road trip down the information superhighway uh, is Andy Leonard. Although I think we are now currently in lockdown, so that that road trip, Andy, has been postponed. <laughs> it has. Um, and uh, wow, what a you know what an interesting time to uh, to live in, right, Frank? Right, right. We are recording this on April fifteenth. You know it's serious when uh, even the government postpones tax collection. Um, That's true. The, uh, today would have been the, the day that you, uh, taxes were due in the U.S., but they pushed it back. I forgot, three months, four months, whatever. Yep, yep, uh, three months. My- it's in July. It's coming up on my birthday. That's how I remember it. Um, like, like I need kind another an birthday. birthday gift. It kind of, yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, it's it's been an interesting day here. This I live in Virginia, you know this, uh, Farmville, Virginia, yep. and uh, I, I imagine you may have gotten uh, different weather than I did, even a little more odd for this time of year. This late in spring, it is extremely odd to have a you know an overnight temperature in the 30s. Um, not only that, but we saw flurries this morning, and I believe this is the latest I've ever seen snow flurries. Just crazy. Well, you're at a higher elevation, I think. Um... I know uh, Western Maryland had some snow overnight too. So it could be, definitely could be. Yeah, Same well, mountain range, I believe. It's hilly here where I am. I'm a little, little east of the mountains. Oh, okay, but cool. it is allergy season, so we're having just loads of fun here with that. Um, how's things going with you, Frank? How's the family? Well, well, we're doing good. We're all sequestered together, and fortunately, I don't live in New York City anymore in a small apartment. Otherwise, I think I probably would have lost my mind by now. Wow. Yeah. Um, we are, I, um, uh, my, I have allergies and I think my older son is developing allergies. So we are playing oh, the wow. plague or pollen game. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's uh, a terrible game to pollen. play, isn't it? Um, oh, especially when you're outside. It's like, although I found that wearing kind of like face masks and stuff does help the sneezing and, and, it actually and, and watery eyes. So, yeah, um, it actually does. So, yeah, I, 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 it's funny. Like I watch TV now and they show, old clips of something and i'm like they're sitting too close together <laughs> isn't that the truth i've seen it i've kind of noticed that too uh so um, enough about enough about the stuff that's going on with that i have an announcement frank what's your announcement andy i i am so excited about this my 17 year old son stevie ray has been selected to present at sequel saturday richmond it's going to be a virtual event at uh, near nice. the, the last saturday of april the 25th um, he came to me about a year ago. He's been going to these things with me for over half his life. Um, and he came to me uh, you know, 10 months, a year ago and says, I want to do one of these. I think I can do a presentation. How do I go about it? And I said, well, you know, pick something shiny as a topic. And uh, he actually doubled up on that. He is presenting on how to install SQL Server 2017 um, on Linux running on a Pi 3, a Raspberry Pi 3. And I was like, you know, you could have picked something harder, maybe. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but he worked on this. And it's been, I, I would estimate he's got four or 500 hours on it. Um, I helped him out wow. as much as I could with, you know, like technical stuff. But I was mostly kind of standing back just to see if he was going to do this. And he beat through it, Frank, and he got it to work. Um Nice. And right after that, That's he put awesome. together. I think so, too. And I'm so excited. We're I'm presenting in the first slot um, a week from Saturday. He's presenting in the second right behind me in, uh, in that same channel. So I just I'm so proud awesome. of him. You know, these proud Papa moments, right? You got to eat these up. Oh, man. totally. <laughs> totally. I'll never forget the day my he was nine at the time. He went he was over at a play date at a friend's house. He fixed their router. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was so That's- proud. That's awesome. Well, speaking um, speaking of being super smart, and uh, probably at a young age too, we are we are very honored today to have I'm going to say the Bob Ward 
on the uh, show today as our guest. Um, Bob works for Microsoft. He does an awful lot of speaking at the, the major, major conferences. He's usually on the big stage and in the big room and doing keynotes and stuff. The only bad thing I think I can say about Bob is I've seen him at the past summit a few times wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey. <sighs> Goodness gracious, Bob. I don't know what to say about that. But uh, well, you know, know. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll let you slide. I'll I'll confess I'm a Redskins fan, and you know oh, I'm a fan because I'll admit it now. Oh no. <laughs> on, on recording. You know, <laughs> at least you're not an Eagles fans. I can, you know, Redskins was this rivalry from years ago in the seventies, oh, right yeah. now, not so much for us. It's the Eagles pretty much. So yeah, if yeah. you're an Eagles fan, I might have to drop off the call right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if, if please, uh, if you do not know who Bob Ward is, go, go check him out, pop his name into, um, you know, into your favorite search engine and, uh, and, and check him out. And my favorite search engine actually is, um, is Bing. So I can say that, but, um, they, uh, he's a lot of talks about data. Um, you do a lot of free webinars. Uh, you do a lot of speaking and, and you, you know, you, you do more than just, just talk about this. I know you're engaged with the future of SQL server and, uh, the, the data products on Azure. And we're just honored to have you here, Bob. Welcome to yeah, data. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me today. I appreciate it. Well, we sure appreciate your time. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you've been working on lately. What What's cool? What's going on? You know, uh, of course, these are interesting times as you guys started off the call. So a lot of the things that I've been doing in terms of showing up at a big event personally have altered and changed, obviously, quite a bit. So so there's a lot of pivot within Microsoft and even outside of Microsoft about how do we do things more virtual and digital. Um, you know, I spent over the last year and a half leading up to the end of last year on SQL 19. Um, our latest release of SQL Server. I mean, I was just immersed from this from the beginning, uh, and, and which, which again, you know, landed ultimately in a launching of the product last November and December. <clears throat> so over the holidays, I'm up in Redmond when I could travel back to the Redmond, and I'm mm. with my boss. And I'm talking about, you know, what should I focus on in, in calendar year 20? Uh, and he's like, you know what? It would be really cool if you could spend some time in Azure. Um, which I had done a little bit in the past, but not near as much. So lately, I've been spending a little bit more time on that space, on the Azure SQL space. Um, still doesn't mean that I'm not doing SQL Server. That's still my my pride and joy, my passion, right? So because sure. I, you know, I heard you talk here at the beginning about doing, you know, your son doing SQL Linux on a Pi. I mean, that's amazing. Um, I spent a lot of time on the Linux side with SQL. Uh, spent a lot of time doing things with Linux with containers and so forth. But uh, yeah, doing a little cloud work right now, actually. Uh, kind of a little bit of my, my focus in the last few months. So, Very so cool. I may have... Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Frank. So I may have the distinction of attending one of your last uh, public in-person talks, Bob. Uh, oh, really? I, I, I was uh, in the session you did delivered at Ready. Oh, okay, at Ready, yes, yeah. in February. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny yep. because, you know, I did, I did the ready thing and that was when this, the, the virus situation was all kind of just, just starting a little bit internationally. Yeah. And so I was pretty comfortable with that. Ironically, I, I went to Charlotte, North Carolina at the end of February. Uh, and I also went to Charleston after that because my son lives in Charleston, South Carolina. So I was there in Charlotte. I did a little bit of an event there in Charlotte and I did cover SQL 19 and Azure SQL and so forth. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. You were at ready when I was there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great session. Great session, yeah. by the way. Thanks. I, Thanks. I uh, so for those who don't know, Ready is a, and I think if they're if they're an active listener of the show, that I I did a couple of live streams from Ready, um, mm, mm. well out, out outside the building because it's you know super secret. Uh, of course, <laughs> but it's an, <laughs> of course. it's an internal event uh, for uh, to get field people you know ready for mm -hmm. technologies that are coming out. Yeah, we even did a workshop there. I don't know if you got a chance to be part of that, but. Um, one of the things I've pivoted on over the last year and doing more of it again this year as well is making sure not just doing a talk where I'm up there just bloviating on slides and just talking about technology and so forth, but some real hands-on stuff. So, you know, we did a SQL 19 workshop at the past summit last year. It's all on GitHub. It's all out there. And so we kind of did a mini version of that at Ready. Very, very popular because we were teaching people hands-on, like how to use the new SQL 19 features, how to deploy your own container. What is a container? What is all that kind of stuff, Right. Um, so we did all sorts of things like that. And that's a big pivot now for me is to make sure when I'm doing anything publicly or even internally, you know, can I get that stuff on a GitHub site and, and make it readily available so people can try it? 
That's a fantastic idea. And I absolutely love uh, all of these ways we can now share code, especially uh, those of us who've been doing presentations for years. It's it's awesome when you can stand up there and talk. Like you said, you can talk about it uh, for maybe 75 minutes. Um, there's not usually enough time in a 75-minute slot to have everybody open their laptop and work through this. Right. But it's awesome, especially when you can put it on these markdown sites um, yes. like GitHub and Azure uh, Azure DevOps. I've been using that a lot now, too. Kind of, I've got some code in one location, some in another. Love it that they can go through. And I've started sticking the slides up there, Bob, even so they can you yeah. know walk yeah, through. Too. Yeah, my slides are for me, right? <laughs> All the right. notes are about say this, then say right. this, then right. do that. But it's it's incredible that we can do that. And I know from experience, just and watching you speak at uh, at events like the Pass Summit, that you did a. Um, it seemed to me, maybe I'm maybe I'm out of line here, but tell me, it seemed to me you focused a lot on um, on the uh, clusters. Uh, the big data clusters in 2019? Yeah, I mean, that's a, obviously one of the hero capabilities of SQL 19. So I talk about SQL 19 all up. Like I'm one of the few people on the team to just cover everything we do in the, in the product in 19, right? Uh, but one big focus of that, and my colleague Buck Woody spent a lot of time on this as well. One big focus of 19 is this big data cluster technology. This is radical stuff. This oh, is yeah. like, you know, people are used to the SQL engine, which is great, obviously. But then all of a sudden now we're installing Hadoop, we're installing Spark, we're combining it with big data technologies all in a Kubernetes cluster. And people are like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Hadoop, Spark, Kubernetes? That's not a SQL thing. Like, what do you mean? So for us to come out there, and by the way, if you got a SQL license, you just get this thing. Like, we just allow you to install this. Um, so that's that's one of the things I focus a lot of time on is trying to make sure, and we're still doing that. We're still trying to make sure we, we get the word out that uh, if you want to start building kind of your own data lake uh, within your environment and incorporate these big data technologies with SQL, things like machine learning as well, uh, big data clusters is probably a good solution for you. So yeah, that was a big focus of 19. Yeah, I will say this is that I'm really impressed with the the kind of the thinking is it's, it's in order to adapt to kind of the, the big data world, how much uh, engineering has gone into updating and in, uh, improving um, and adapting to kind of this new bigger data world uh, that SQL Server has done. You know, that big data cluster technology, one thing about it at the heart of it is that this technology called Polybase, you probably heard of, right? And this, this is really us just kind of looking at the landscape of the industry and realizing, hey, we'd love for everybody to store data in SQL Server, like write ETL jobs and do all the kind of, and convert it from all your data sources. But the reality is customers are saying, I can't do that. Like there's some reasons I really literally can't even move the data. So Polybase, which started in 16, we just took that thing and exploded it. We're like, okay, now you can use Polybase to access anything you want literally with an ODBC driver. Let the data stay where it is, but access it through like external tables in SQL as that hub. And then, you know, quite frankly, customers said like, well, I like that Hadoop thing, but I don't have a Hadoop cluster laying around. We're like, okay, we'll just install one for you. You know, let's install Hadoop for you. You just copy files in there, like even petabytes of files, and you just access them like tables, and we'll just make it scalable and queryable. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That, I mean, that excites me because that's, you know, uh, you know the, as a data scientist, ML engineer, you know, whatever, you know, you want to call me, although keep it PG. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that excites me, that that kind of that that beyond kind of the relational data stores and you know, that SQL Server is, is is definitely catching up. So so one point is, for those who are not familiar with Polybase, what would you be your kind of your elevator pitch for Polybase? Keep the data where it lives. Access it through the language you're used to, T-SQL. That's really what it comes down to. You know, leverage your T-SQL skills. Go access this data. Keep it where it lives. Run SQL queries. Looks like a table. Results, you know, brought back to you. That's really what it's about. Awesome. That's a great description. I would also want to want to ask you a question. How does this relate to what we're seeing with Synapse? It's a great question. Synapse is a complete platform as a service, analytics service. There's a lot of functionality that you see in Synapse today looks similar to what you might see in, in big data clusters, right? Um, but Synapse is just, it's completely an Azure, Azure service. There's also the power of SQL Server. One thing about a big data cluster, by the way, Synapse is amazing. I think that's going to be really a powerful technology for customers. But one thing about SQL Server Big Data Clusters is it is SQL Server. So like at the heart of this is called the master instance. So you can do OLTP on top of this thing. <laughs> so imagine OLTP hitting the SQL Server, but at the same time, you running analytic queries on this thing against all the polybase data. So it's kind of a combination of the best of the SQL engine 
and the best of analytics. And of course, since it's with Kubernetes, you know, we can support this on-premises for any customer and environment they want to be. That's one, that's, that's how I would kind of view it a little bit. That's a good description. That's a good description. Cause I, uh, again, at ready, I, I kind of took a, took a closer look at, um, what Synapse is going is doing and what it's going to do. And it, 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 it's very impressive. It's mind blowing in, in a lot of ways is that, you know, because in the traditional kind of world, uh, you know, you, you had your RDBMS world and you had kind of your big data unstructured data world. Right. But I, what I like is the engineering thinking about it was, is that it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Well, Synapse definitely is this. It's, it's the next evolution of Azure Data Warehouse, right? So it is a warehouse analytics solution. That's its, you know, hero target. Uh, and it's all platforms of service. So if you're willing to move to platform service of the cloud with large amounts of data and you need an analytics solution, it's a great way to go. I would recommend anybody go do that, right? But we had customers say, like, I'm not ready to move to the public cloud. I need to stay in my data center. Plus, I still need that SQL Server OTP functionality along with the analytics that you'd like to provide. So, so I, I definitely see them as uh, complementary products, but, you know, Customers might have choices uh, in both those environments that may make the difference on which one they would do. Well, you know, it's interesting you describe it that way because I have, um, I'm a consultant. I have customers that are working uh, in the public cloud, like you just described. I have some that are working, you know, still running in data centers. I have some doing Azure Stack um, and I have some doing Azure.gov. So, you know, as there's a, as you are well aware, there's subtle differences between all of those. And um, Azure proper, you know, Azure.com uh, seems to be literally changing daily. Uh, these updates that are coming out and new functionality. Um, and, and what you describe with uh, even with with Polybase, I, I, I like the way you, you know, the way you put that, leave your data where it is, because trying to move petabytes of data right now, um, and I know you have, I know Microsoft has an appliance to do this, but the the joke is what's the fastest way to get petabytes of data, you know, into the cloud? And the answer is something like FedEx. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You just, you load it onto these large disks and ship it over. And that's awesome that that's an option. And, you know, the the major clouds all have something something like that. My, my background is largely um, data integration, data engineering, ETL, and, you know, I get clients that approach me with this and go, how do we lift and shift, you know, our data? And it's often at least a two-step process, if not three or four, where you do the big dump, you know, you move it. However, sometimes FedEx is the answer. And then you set up these processes to slowly trickle things in. But my gosh, you're right. Polybase just exploded. And it just gave us a whole slew of options now for, uh, for moving data. And it, it actually, it made, my job, it actually took some away from my, my load, Bob, because I don't need to transform and, and structure data, apply a structure, a schema on read to data that was unstructured previously just to get it into a relational database so that then we can use that for Microsoft Analytics anymore. You can hit that data, like you said, in Polybase, right where it sits in the, in the format it's in. I just, had a, I just had a customer reach out to me not long ago saying, look, I... I saw your presentation on Polybase. I get the concept, like the idea. We have to go hit an AS400 that's legacy in our company that we can't get rid of. I'm like AS400, man, I remember those. Oh, and so, wow. yeah. and I'm like, he's like, how do I do this? And I go find a driver. And so he found an ODBC driver, and he's got it working. So he's he's using SQL, you know, as their. And the cool thing about Polybase being since they're external tables is that your securables, your security policies, your users. They're going after the SQL server. You set up control to say the AS400 in this case. They don't even know they're going in AS400. And so, well, but, and, and so imagine this incremental migration strategy now. I, I told this person, I'm like, hey, why don't you do this? You set up Polybase to this. And then when you're ready to migrate, put a view on SQL on top of your external tables. Right. So whatever you call it, right? So mm-hmm. they're accessing reports, even Power BI reports against the AS400 through SQL. And then you could incrementally you know, move tables across so that at some point the views just point to the local SQL tables, yep. but it's an incremental migration now. So we've seen customers consider Polybase as an incremental migration strategy. Interesting. It's just amazing that AS400 is still crucial to so many businesses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, even, even in the private sector or, you know, there are, it's an instance of one governor of a state ask, putting out a plea for COBOL developers. Saw that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I know. That's your old that, stomping ground, isn't it, Frank? It is. It is. It was up your Governor way, New Jersey. I won't make yeah. any negative. I won't make any remarks at this point. I'm an old Pascal Fortran C++ C programmer from the early days with Linux oh, Unix. Wow. So I won't make any COBOL comments here. Like I took a COBOL <laughs> class in college because I had to. Um, you know, I luckily passed the course without you know getting you know kicked out by my professor because I made fun of this language so bad. But uh, my wife, <laughs> ironically, my wife was a COBOL programmer. That's how we met at General Dynamics. And so to this day, you know, occasionally at a party, she's like, well, what do you, do? you know, what did you used to do out of college? Well, I did COBOL program. I'm like, hey, don't, Ginger, don't admit that. Don't, don't tell anybody <laughs> that you did that. And then she laughed at me and said like, hey, man, during Y2K, that was, you know, that was a great job that people made millions of dollars being a COBOL programmer during those time frames, right? Yeah, it's true. I've heard that. It's true. There's a well, yeah. there's a lot of old code out there. Um, there is. We're all friends with uh, uh, friends and acquaintances. I don't know if Frank knows Buck Woody, but uh, he's a friend of mine, and I know he's a friend of yours as well, Bob. And he has. Wait, a, I didn't. No, I don't, don't admit that publicly. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll edit, edit that, out. that out. He yeah. works with me, though. I, he is. The, I will admit <laughs> that he does work with me. So. But Buck, Buck has a. He put a post out not long ago, and it, maybe maybe it was long ago now. I can't remember. But he said, "What's another word for legacy?" code and you know speaking of cobol and the other the fortran languages that you mentioned as well pascal mm-hmm. uh, another name for that is code that works and he's right <laughs> it's still working yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> if it works it, right if it works why not right that's right yeah yeah my I, I took a cobol class um and it was not required but uh i i took it because uh i was in this was 1994 and it wasn't too hard to read the tea leaves that Y2K was going to be a big deal. Um, yeah. But I never, I never, fortunately, I, I never had to actually use it professionally. Wow. That is good for you. Yes, that's a good. Because yeah. <laughs> I too have, I think it took a dim view to the language. It was just kind of like, I, I mean, like, you know, I, I guess at one point when it was the only game in town, it was the best language there was. <laughs> Oh, no, it's got a great history. There was a great purpose behind why it existed and, and where it existed and so forth. But I just, you know, in, in college, you know, starting to already do like Pascal and C and so forth, I would look at this thing going, there's more comments than the than the code. I mean, what the heck? <laughs> I could go write a piece of, you know, Pascal code in two lines and do what it took a hundred lines in COBOL. Like, this is crazy. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the dream of funny. self-documenting code became a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Isn't yes. that the truth? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Bob, we have a, a list of questions we like to run through with every guest. Oh, they're Cowboys? Are they Dallas Cowboy trivia? Is that what you're going to do? They are, it's close. Okay, close. <laughs> okay, close. Not, I'm good not at that. really. I'm good at that. I'm good at Dallas Cowboy trivia. By close, I mean not so much. I'll, I'll share this. I, I have a lot of respect for the Dallas Cowboys. He was a Redskins fan. I, I liked uh, the, you know, the fantastic coaches. And, and the Redskins had Joe Gibbs. And, oh, yeah, I love uh, Joe Gibbs. Love yeah, Joe Gibbs. it just, you know, there's yeah. a lot of mutual respect. Big respect. That, that Big respect for Joe Gibbs. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, you know, Tom Landry, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, tremendous, yeah. a giant of that. But that's uh, that's that's really it. I was just throwing that out because you mentioned <laughs> okay. the but I've All heard right, first- so since we're, talking about, since we're talking trash about the Redskins, I'll say two things. One. All right, go uh, ahead. <laughs> I, I I no I I don't have skin in the game. My in laws are all uh, Steelers fans, and I don't really follow <sighs> the NFL. Oh, I, okay. I, I, she's a lovely lady anyway. Uh, I really <laughs> care about baseball. That's really my my shtick. I do too, and um, I'm missing it. Oh my gosh, we have oh, we have a brand new stadium here. We have a brand new stadium sitting oh, sitting man. right now. There's a brand new stadium sitting oh. 15 miles from my house. I grew up in Arlington, where the stadium is. So this I grew up oh, in Arlington, wow. Texas. For the, I, I went to the very first Texas Ranger game ever played ever. So 15 miles away is this new stadium. It's empty. It's just tragic. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah, we're just dying to get into it to see it. Retractable roof. We're all going to survive during August when it's 120 degrees. We can go watch baseball. And uh, yeah, it's just a tragedy with all of this that we can't get into that stadium. But I'm a big baseball person too. Huge into baseball. Oh, okay, cool. But you probably won't like to hear that I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm used and it's to okay. Just it's okay. It's okay. I would say I would if I was a Yankees fan, I'd admit it too, man. There's no <laughs> just like I admit I'm a Cowboys fan. So yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm holding up my hand representing the Braves, Atlanta Braves here. There we it's go. okay. There it's you okay. go. Yeah. Well, we used to have the farm anyway. team here in Richmond. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. I love you too, man. <laughs> but yeah, we no longer have the uh the farm team, so that's disappointing. No, that's a bummer. 
But yeah, it, it, again, I, right now I'm I'm like you. Yeah, I want to go see a AAA game and eat a bad hot dog. <laughs> Shoot, I'm gonna go to a high school yeah. game. I don't care what the game is. I just want to. I'll go to a sandlot game across the street right now, man. <laughs> I tell you, it's the you know? same here. Same. Yeah. Here. Yeah. All right, I'm there, right and we you. have our. I'm going to jump into our questions. Let's see. Sure, we yeah. have uh, number one is how did you find your way into data, and would you describe it as you finding data or data finding you? Uh, I think data found me. I mean, I took college courses, you know, database systems, all that kind of great stuff. Third normal form was CJ Day, all those kind of fun things. Um, when I uh, was out of college, not long out of college. I worked for, I, I moved to a job for a local hospital chain called Harris Hospital Chain here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they had this major project with IBM. And my boss came to me and said, hey, we think you should be the database guy. And so they threw, and get ready for this, they threw Ingress. Ingress uh, was the database system in those days oh, with Unix. Wow. So, hey, learn this Ingress thing, and you're kind of our DBA. I'm like, what the heck's a DBA? Wow. <laughs> like, so all of a sudden... <laughs> I was like the SQL person for Ingress systems back in those days. So then I transferred to American Airlines, which you guys have heard of, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. that company. And they were like, oh, we heard you have this database background. Can you go be the Oracle guy? So all of a sudden, and Sybase, both those. So like, can you kind of do Oracle and Sybase? I'm like, yeah, I think I can oh do that. Oh, my goodness. So I learned in those days, uh, but it was, it was more of development work than DBA work. Of course, sure. we were using Unix, so we did everything. But I, I kind of picked up my Oracle skills and my um, C++ and those kind of type skills with database systems back in those days. And in the early 90s, um, I was kind of thinking about a new career and a new gig. And I happened to be crazy enough at a couple's baby shower. I know that sounds crazy for my first son. And this lady who's a friend of my wife walks up and said, I heard you're a database guy. I mean, that's what I've been told. I'm like, yeah. Well, there's this company that I work for called Microsoft. And we're looking for some people in the Texas area that know databases. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of know that. But Microsoft, are you kidding me? It's like a PC company. I'm a Unix guy, man. I don't have anything to do with this. But that's how it started. So that's how data and Microsoft found me at a couple's baby shower party. And before you know it, I'm interviewing, I'm hired. And uh, here we are, <laughs> right, 26 years later. <laughs> wow, that's but, incredible. But that, was, that was the big the big appeal to Microsoft to me was, hey, you know programming, uh, you know how to do development, you know Unix, you know Oracle, you know these databases really well. We need that kind of skill set. We have this SQL Server product that runs on OS2. And I'm like, OS2? What? That's for like my PC. What do you mean? And I'm like, okay. Uh, but that's how I got my start. So yeah, data kind of found me, I think, a little bit. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I saw that you, you've you been at Microsoft for 26 years. That's Last October, uh, I celebrated my 26-year anniversary. I know. It's, and what's really, really absolutely funny, one of my colleagues that works with uh, Buck is uh, Anna Hoffman. Uh, and, you know, every once in a while, she throws in that jib when somebody says, in a, in our, we'll be in a meeting. And somebody says, Bob, how long have you been here? I'm like, 26 years. Anna's like, yeah, that's, that's longer than I was born. Like, I was born Ooh. after you started. Oh, so wow. I keep telling her, you know, that's wearing old on me. <laughs> Enough <laughs> of that. <laughs> no, but even at the Microsoft office, been... at the Microsoft office in Texas, I run into that. Uh, when, when we were in the office, I'd be in the break room and somebody would walk up and they, they look really nervous to meet me. Like, do I even ask this guy? I'm like, Bob Ward. I'm like, hey, what's your name? You know, they say such and such. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, hey, I've heard you've been here for a while. I'm like, yeah, 26 years. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. And they walk off. I'm like, son of a gun. It's because they're like 24 or something, right? You know, right. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Anna Hoffman has some great videos on SQL Server. On She's good. Nine. She's super yeah. smart, super sharp. and uh, But yeah, yeah, she, she uh, unfortunately was born after I started with the company. <laughs> so. Right, right. <laughs> Crazy. Wear that with Crazy. pride. Wear it with pride. Yeah, Bob. wear it with I'm pride, exactly. You. Yeah. Well, I get go. to put Your a, name's going to be on the wall. I get to put it back on her. She'll say like, hey, Bob, didn't you forgot about this? I'm like, hey, senior moment. I get to use that all the time. <laughs> you know, it's got to be like the like the Spider-Man uh, dialogue in, in the Avengers movie where he's talking about these really old movies like Aliens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, I've done that to her before. Like, hey, what about the Matrix? And I was like, what's the Matrix? <laughs> oh, Oh wow! She's finally starting to watch some of them, though. We've we've kind of pushed her a little bit to start watching these these older movies, right? Well, you got to catch her up. I mean, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She won't get the references if she hadn't watched the movies. That's true. 
Um, so you, uh, what's your favorite part of your current gig? That's our next question. Oh, man. Uh, well, part of it was meeting people <laughs> at events, right? Um, you know, honestly, it all comes down to translating knowledge. I love doing that. I, I love taking something really complex and translating that in a way that somebody else can understand. Um, and so I find myself working with so many different skilled people. And you know, there's so many people at Microsoft smarter than me. Um, I'll take my colleague, Robert Doerr, the other Bob, uh, who's been at Microsoft just as long as I have. He could be one of the smartest people on the planet. And, and when we get into a room and a whiteboard, I'm like Penny from the Big Bang Theory. Like he'll get up there and start drawing something. And I'm like, five? Is that the answer? <laughs> you know, when, I, when I've told that story to people, they're like, wait a minute, there are people smarter than you. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're Slava Oaks. Some of these people are so smart. But they love the fact that I will take the work that they do and then translate it down for the rest of us. Like, oh, this is what that meant, <laughs> right? And I love doing that. Um, you know, you, you, we look at uh, SQL Server 19. I wrote this book that came out last year, SQL 19 Revealed. And one of the things I loved doing was interviewing people on the team and then putting them in the book. Like, hey, okay. I've interviewed this person. I would interview a person about a feature we did going, hey, where did that start from and why did you do it? They're like, oh, well, okay. And so then I put up that story in the book. Like, here's the origins of why we did this. And then, talk, and then I would translate, you know, again, what's the feature? How do you use it? Why do we use it? So I would say translating you know, knowledge is something that I just still just, whether it's digital or being in person, you know, I, I really still enjoy doing that. Well, Frank, we're talking. Frank like and those, I. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead, Frank. I always like those origin stories for features. I think that's one of the the things that enamored me with Channel Nine when it first started. Was you you, you would get to meet the people like, well, that's why we made that decision, and and even if you didn't agree with no. it, you're like, yeah, no. that makes sense. I've well, kind of right making a pact that anytime I write a book, I always put those, like when I wrote the Linux book, I did the same thing. You know, I sat down with Slava Oaks, the father of SQL on Linux, and said, why did you do this? What was the history here? And he told me all these fun stories, which I put all that stuff in the book. And I, I, that is fun to do. But it also gives somebody, it's not just to put a story in there, right? It's to give a perspective on what was the thinking? Like, why did, why would I use this? Like, why did you do it? Did you just, you know, sit in a corner somewhere and thought it was a good idea? Like, no, no, no. We actually had feedback from people that this is the right thing to do. So, you know, Polybase, good example, right? Like, why did we do Polybase? Well, there was a thinking behind that. People were telling us, I can't spend all this ETL money anymore. Like, can you find a different way? So uh, I love telling those kind of stories. But again, it translates into real value. Like, why, you, why would you pick something? No, it certainly does. And, and I was going to sh share that Frank and I were talking prior to, to you joining our uh, session here. And um, I was, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, spoiler, uh, Frank, I'm going to tell, tell what you, because Frank says to me, uh, kind of in jest, he says, so this Bob Ward guy is kind of a big deal. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know when Frank learned about it. it. may have been at the ready where he, you know, the ready conference internally, where he realized that, that you were who you were. And we had already, we'd already been talking. We've been talking for months about uh, setting up this recording, but um, it's like, absolutely. And I was sharing, you know, just my experience of, of, you know, showing up to the room, uh, you know, at the past summit, the largest room we have. And uh, you know, I'm five minutes early, which means I'm too late. The fire marshal won't let me in. Uh, there's just too many people. These rooms are packed and you do that very, very well. I, I think, and that's a, that's a gift of, uh, you know, being able to do that translation and be a, you know, being a good interpreter of taking the, these highly technical um, concepts and, and breaking them down so even I can understand them when I do get in the room. So that's uh, Well, I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. One thing, though, that does keep me going is to keep the, I appreciate, and I'm humbled by those comments you just made and so forth, right? But I treat, I'll, I'll talk to two people the same as a thousand, right? I mean, for me, I, I'm just like you. I'm just like everybody else. I've been doing it for a long time now. And sometimes I, I have a name and recognition, you know, thrown out there and so forth. And that's all lovely. Uh, but I have people like my wife to keep me humble <laughs> that are like, hey man, don't, don't get too big for your britches here. You're not that good. Um, but yeah, I, I really try to make sure I keep that attitude, a healthy attitude that no matter who I meet, it's a quality interaction with somebody to talk to, whether it be on the phone or, you know, in person and, and that person's got skills that I don't have, that's for sure. So, yeah, I appreciate all those comments, and I, I love doing it, but I always try to make sure I keep myself, you know, grounded. Like, there's always somebody smarter than yourself, right, in life, uh, that, that in, my, in my experience. So. My, mine, too. Um, I won't speak for Frank because Frank's pretty smart. 
Um, <laughs> he's got you like you go to LinkedIn and Frank's got like I don't know uh, how many certifications are you up to, Frank? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, fifty six was earned last week. Fifty seven wow. is about an hour away. I was going to say fine. you're getting yeah. close to fifty, right? And here you are pushing sixty certifications. <laughs> um, yeah, Frank is scary smart, and he, he's he's a, he finally listened to me, Bob, about getting into uh, into data. I beat on him oh, about true. it. For, it only took me about six or seven years. It took the Silver Lake apocalypse and the Windows Phone apocalypse for me to oh be looking gosh. for a new home. Silver Lake apocalypse. Oh, my God. Yeah. We are dating ourselves now, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah. But Frank, Frank, has a, Frank has a real knack for visualization. That's great. Um, I, have a, I have a real deficit for that. Like if I walk into the room and there's somebody there that's good at visualization, I'll, I'm like a black hole. I'll suck some of their power away. I'm that bad at it. But um, the moving data. <laughs> that's funny. That's my thing. Data pumps. That's, you know, ETL, SSIS, DTS, uh, dating. Hey, and you're probably extremely good at it, right? Well, I, I enjoy it. I'll say it that way. And I still, I, I'm still employed doing it. So. I don't go. know about good. I don't know about good, but I enjoy it. So it's, it works. It kind of works out. Um, so we have three complete this sentence uh, questions kind of. Uh -oh. in oh, the blank. No. This is, this so is the, PG though, right? So this, yes, please. Yes. You wanna, okay. What is that rating? Frank, Frank knows all of these things. A uh, it's our clean, clean elite ratings on iTunes. There I we see. go. We okay. want to keep that. that. Yes, please. I'm not worried about that with you. Okay. Um, when I'm not working, I enjoy blank. Oh, it's got to be sports. Um, gosh, I hope my wife's not listening to this. Um, no, I obviously love to spend time with my lovely wife, Ginger, um, which is, who's amazing. But sports is just part of my, you know, nature. And that's why it's killing me right now. It's like, where are yeah. the sports? I'm going to watch reruns of everything, right? But yeah, it's sports. Playing it, watching it, keeping up with it. And I, I and I'm really really blessed. My wife played basketball, so she loves basketball. Oh, cool! Uh, both my boys were college baseball players. They are huge into sports, so we talk about it all the time. But yeah, it'd be sports. So there is a uh, just while the pandemic's going on and sports are put on hold for now. Um, I I was watching John. I'm gonna get his name wrong. John Krasinski, I think is his name. Oh, no, John Krasinski. Oh, yeah, from the Office. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing a YouTube show right now. It's only about three weeks old at the time of this recording. And um, in the third episode of this, he had some uh, like sports substitutes and it's YouTube video clips from people oh my goodness. just like us. We're all we're all into sports and, and they're trying to like make up for the sports deficit. And it's some of it's really funny and, and all of it's cool. So it's called Some Good News. Yeah, we'll put it okay. in the show notes and we'll send you I'll send you a link. It's, it's I would really love to see that. I, I love that actor because, you know, he was in The Office, which is one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, that, and he's lately doing these Jack Ryan series on on Amazon Prime. So, uh, yeah, I really like that actor a lot. And so I'll have to check that out. I appreciate that. I, I learned watching this. He's married to Emily Blunt. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, have you seen the movie? Um, gosh, what is it called? Uh, with them together. Uh, not The Silence. The Quiet, a quiet, a, a quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. I, I will not tell you. I will not tell you, but I highly recommend that movie. Okay, highly I'm gonna recommend. check it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. So our next question is complete. This another complete the sentence. I think the coolest thing in technology today is blank. You know, appropriately, it has to be cloud, because can you imagine? Uh, 10 years ago, if we had this problem going on, oh, wow. um, you know, I've got my wife who's become like this online guru now helping. She help, like on a daily basis, my wife helps like 30 people in her church group and so forth do online things. Um, and I'm not, and I don't mean just like Azure or even Microsoft or whatever, but, yeah. but internet and cloud technology, I, I think people, we've just taken it for so much granted <laughs> and, and here we are in this situation now where it is literally powering part of the economics of the world. Um, so to me, that's got to be it, hands down. No, I totally agree. This this would be a much uh, deeper uh, economic oh, yeah. impact. It's had... still bad. It's still awful. Yeah. It's still crazy bad. It's a crisis, right? But if we didn't have this, I can't even imagine 10 years ago being at Microsoft and having this problem, right? Where we're all now at home um it's hard it's difficult right but wow i mean yeah 
Right. Hands down. And I, I would have, I would have probably, that would have been my answer even without this problem though, because um, I think about my career at Microsoft in the days of zero internet type speed and zero cloud type based things where I was working these massive lab systems all the time. I would put my boys down for dinner. I would go back to the office at nine o'clock and work till midnight. Cause I didn't have any access to get to that stuff back then. And you know, now I, I just, you know, working from home is kind of like a take for granted thing for many people actually. So I think that's, what's amazing. You know, it, oh, it occurred true. to me as you were saying that uh, Bob, that you started right around, it must've been around 1994. Is that 93 was my at, at, at Microsoft when I started. Yeah. And, and I don't want to, this is not meant as a throw off on anything or to, or anyone, but I remember that um, I was, I was working with Microsoft tech at that time too. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember Bill Gates speech at the end of 20, uh, sorry, 1994, I believe it was mid December where it was, uh, he said something like, you know, we're going to focus on the web all of a sudden it was, it wasn't that you weren't, but that, that kind of started this whole Microsoft all in on the internet, which emerged, you know, that was kind of the, the great, great grandfather to where we are with Azure. Now, if, I'm if not- you even look back to the days of the mid 2000s, right, when Bill Gates was stepping down as our chief technology officer, you know, basically president of the company, um, you know, Ray Ozzie, we hired a guy named Ray Ozzie and he came in and I'll never forget. I remember as an employee seeing this email saying, Hey, the future is we've been doing cloud services through email and web browsing. And that's what I thought of it back then. Right. Sure. But it's like, no, no, no. The future of cloud services is hosting things and databases and apps and so forth. And this is pre Azure, obviously, but I remember hiring this person in this email and I'm sort of going like, yeah, right. Like anybody's going to go put their <laughs> database in a cloud in a what? And mm. so you know, even back then being huge, I'm, I'm 10 years into the job, 10 plus years. I'm a SQL server guru, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? There's no way anybody's going to put a SQL server in a cloud and look at where we are. Right. right. So, uh, so yeah. Um, and it's just going to continue. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 gotta, I gotta admit, you know, um, people, you know, bash technology and rightfully people should be very skeptical of technology using it the right way. But if we didn't have what we have right now, boy, we, it would be a very different story. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, we've had, you know, things of significant things happen significantly in our lives. I think, I think back to the you know early two thousands. I think back to nine eleven. And Frank, um, if you ever, if you get a chance, Bob, go to franksworld.com. Frank was there uh, when that when that happened, um, and he has some wow. amazing photographs. He has uh, he tells his story and. Um, uh, you know, I just applaud Frank. We, we've been friends for how long have we been friends for 15 years? I think something like and, that. Yeah. yeah great. That's, that seems long. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's been 15 years. It's you're saying no, it out but loud. When you, sure. When you work out the math, you're like, you know, do this minus this carry the one like, yeah, it is 15 years. <laughs> Back then, even, you know, when we talked about how, how we got through that time, um, you know, I lost the job. As a result yes. of that, and it was hard. It was months before I could find I another job. I know. And it, you're right, Bob. We could not, you know, certainly back then. That was almost 20 years ago. We certainly couldn't couldn't have done what we're doing right now. I'm I'm working. I'm one of the fortunate people that is actually. Yes. I'm still working. I've got clients. Yes. I've I'm selling training. Um, in fact, I got a a huge hit on on training in mid-March. I, I had more requests for information about my training in March and probably the second half of March than I did the entire 2019 year. And that's, that's just amazing. People were making that transition and they were trying to figure out, I think, okay, well, we're going to send everybody home. We got that. And we're going to do this remote end. We've got that. But for folks who were brand new to this, you, I, Frank, we've been doing this for years now. So the companies where it was brand new, they had to kind of figure out what they were going to do. And a number of them at least reached out to me and said, all right, this week we want to do some training. And it, it actually worked out because I, you know, I was supposed to be um, you know, traveling the last week of March. I was going to SQL Bits the first week of April. And, you know, I had, so I had time. <laughs> it just, you right. know, I never right. have time in the next two weeks. And all of a right. sudden I had two empty weeks. So it, it was just amazing that we could do that. And the truth is, it's almost the same as being in the room. They can see me. 
um, if I want, I can see them and, you know, we can, we can interact that way. I can watch for, you know, facial, I kind of right. watch for tuning out, you know, you know, this, you're a presenter, you, you mm -hmm. watch for people tuning out. You try to get that group back. Cause you're always, you're going to lose this group when you bring this group back. <laughs> anyway, it's, <laughs> it's just been amazing. You're absolutely right. And, and I know, um, I, 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 I totally agree with that. The technology, uh, as good as it, you know, and I'm sure it'll get better, but, um, it, we needed what we have. I mean, every, every ounce of it, we need all of the cycles. And so thankful for that. All right. One more thing. Okay. Another fill in, another fill in the blank. Last one. I look forward to the day when I can use technology to blank. Uh, okay. Um, PG, PG. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I don't know if my wife will like this one. I would say automate everything about my home. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, I live in three acres here. In, I, I'm very fortunate to have some land here in Texas where I live. I still kind of live in the suburb of the city of three acres. So I have a home, I have some land and so forth. But I have all this stuff. And I realize that there's some of this does even exist today, but it's just not uniform. I just want anything that has that has electricity or an appliance to just have IoT on it, man. Like on my phone, like I've got a, I've got a, I've got lights down in the front of my property down here that I've got a little photo cell sensor on it so that they will go off during the day and come on at night, but it's not working correctly. And you know, and it's and, and granted, it's still electricity. You got to you know wire it and everything like that. But why can't the lights just come with that? And maybe they do nowadays, right? So I just want everything to have this uniform IoT-ness to the to it. Right. And I don't want to be lazy about it. I just want to, I just want to, I want more sensors. I want more automation to help me make things more efficient, whatever that may be, right? Um, so I think that's probably what I look forward to seeing. Um, no, not, I, 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 I concur on that one. I would love the ability to uh, remotely check in on stuff. And I mean, a lot of this stuff you can kind of build, but I, I have reservations about security. I want, I want affordable, like Texas, you need air conditioning, right? You have to have it. So oh, I yeah. want affordable air conditioning units that literally have built-in IoT sensors uh, sensing before they go out with machine learning. Like it's all just built in. Right. So that way you get a little warning saying, hey, by the way, your AC unit is at a level where normally what we've seen within two months, it has a problem. That way in July, it doesn't go out at 110 degrees and I have to call somebody and pay millions of dollars to fix it. It's like, no, no, go fix it now. So, no, now, that's and, awesome. and, but what you do today is you pay somebody in a predictive maintenance schedule. They always just come out at the same time and they look at it. But, but what if it was okay then, but a week later it's not. So same thing with your car, same thing with all sorts of things that you live in your life. Like I want more predictive machine learning, IOT sensor type technology built into all these kind of things. Cool. All right, so for let's change it up now. Uh, okay. We're going away from the fill in the blank model. <laughs> okay. Uh, Share something different about yourself, uh, but once again, remember it's a family podcast. <laughs> different about myself, you know what? I'll just say it, and I, I've said it in my books. I am just a deep believer in Jesus Christ. I mean, Christianity is a massive part of who I am and my personality, and what I, and a code I live by. I'm not the kind of person to throw that heavy on somebody. I always just offer to talk about it if somebody wants to. But my faith defines me. It's not just like a characteristic. It's like a foundation thing. And so, you know, that is something that I'm proud and happy to tell anybody about. And it's funny because I've met people before that have seen me and met me personally and said, okay, well, I can kind of get that. And then I've had some people say, like, I didn't think you were a religious person. I'm like, well, that's not it. That's not what it's all about. So um, I always just, you know, I'll be transparent, look for those opportunities to share that message with anybody I can, but in a way that is, you know, reasonable and not overbearing. But that's, I would say that's the number one thing I would tell somebody about myself. I think that's awesome. Um, I mentioned that to Frank as well when we were in the kind of the pre-show. I said I noticed that in your um, kind of the about me part of the book, right. um, the 2019 book. So, and I, I didn't. It didn't shock me, but I didn't know. And it wasn't because you're like being a bad Christian. <laughs> it's just. Oh, it just well, it that's did, good to know. Thanks. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying. It, it, it really but, but, didn't you know, shock but you know me. that. You know, that's the message. The message is, is that the message of being a Christian is that we're all screwing up, man. We're, we're, yes. We all fall short. So if anybody yep. is out there that is telling you that and putting themselves on a pedestal, that's the opposite of the message. So uh, the so message is, is that it's all for everybody. We're all screw ups. And I'm, yep. I'm right there with them. Believe me. Um, I get reminded all the time from everybody I know, you are a screw up. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if we're connected on social media, Bob. I'll, I'll make sure we at least get on LinkedIn after this. But okay, I'll, yeah, sure. On LinkedIn, I don't usually you know, share messages of faith, although occasionally I do. But Frank can vouch for me on Facebook and Twitter. And I, one of my uh, kind of rep, repetitious things is I am the worst sinner I know. And I got that from a, there you go. Kyle, a Kyle Eidelman book. Mm. Um, and, and it really helped me. It's called Grace is Greater, by the way. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a great writer, I think. And uh, you know, lots of lots of cool information in there to share. So I'll share one other little fun little tidbit about me. I I am a college athlete from long ago, and and people that see me, although I'm trying to still lose weight these days, I have run two marathons actually. Wow! Um, did one when I was 16 years old. I was a cross country runner, so did one when I was 16 and when I was 19. And um, so yes, yeah, it's kind of a little proud fun moment to have. Is that you I run should two be proud of that. Those are hard. Those are hard. It was very hard. I thought I was going to die when I was done. But I was, I was 16 and 19 back then, right? I recovered very easily. Uh, I couldn't even come close to doing that today. But those, those are some fun moments back in the past. That's awesome. So uh, what, where can people learn more about you, Bob? I don't really advertise myself that much. I am on Twitter. I really don't want to be on Twitter, to be honest with you. But um, it is a great <laughs> mech. I really just don't like it. But it is a great mechanism to promote what happens at Microsoft and, and technology. So at Bob Ward MS is the Twitter handle. And then I'm on LinkedIn. You can just look at Bob Ward Microsoft. I do like LinkedIn. I do like sharing things. I've tried to use LinkedIn is such an easy way to do things, right? So I'm even yeah, trying yeah. to use LinkedIn to write articles versus blog posts sometimes require view, review processes and all these kind of things. Right. Um, so I'm even trying to use LinkedIn as a mechanism to share technology information. Um, w- one thing I would promote that you can find information about what I do, um, if you look at aka.ms, you may have heard that kind of uh, use that as a moniker at Microsoft. So aka.ms slash BobWordMS, you're not going to believe this, but if you go there, it's a OneDrive with presentations I've done for the last 10 years. My um, Really? What yeah, a you can find, you can go back and find like inside memory talks. You can find anything you want is there all for free. Just pull it and use it. In fact, I'll make this bold statement, reuse it. Like I tell people all the time, I'm an open source presenter. So if you want to take a slide that I u- built last year in a talk, you don't need my permission. Just do it. Just go, right? Just use it, right? The other thing is aka.ms slash SQL workshops. This is the brainchild of Buck Woody. Scary thought, I realize. But <laughs> if you go there, if you go to, and he's the one that put the, 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 the HTML page together. If you go there, it's a link to, it would point to my presentations on there, but it's a link to all our workshops on GitHub. And so oh, wow. literally for free, this, is, this isn't built like a separate training team. This is built by us in engineering. There's workshops on SQL 19, on big data clusters, on Azure, on, on you know, Buck and, and our data scientists. So like data science workshops. So you just go up there on GitHub, pull this down for free and just do it. We even told trainers when we would meet with them, you're allowed to take this and go charge people to train with it if you want to. I mean, you can do that. We don't care. We just want people to use this stuff, right? So if I had to pick two resources, those would be things that I would ask people to go look at. And yeah, use them to your heart's content. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We'll definitely have that in the show notes. Yep. Um, we um, we uh, have a sponsor. It's okay. Audible. Oh. And um, if, you're, uh, if you're into audiobooks, if you could recommend a good one, or if you're into books, aside from, of course, the ones that you've written. Um, <laughs> you know, but, I'm uh, not do you have any huge... recommendations? I'm not a massive reader, although I've had a little more cycles on my time here since I'm not traveling. Um, so I, so it could, I can, can it be any kind of book? Does it be a, does it have to be a technical book or <laughs> no, it could be any kind of, book. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just love the Tom Clancy series, man. I don't know. I just, I was, I've always been a big fan of the Tom Clancy, you know, Jack Ryan, that whole kind of type thing. And so I had read most of the older ones when Tom Clancy was alive. And so other people have picked up that moniker. I guess they've been allowed to do that. And so I started, I started back again to go read the Tom Clancy chronology of Jack Ryan when he was president and he had these other people with him and so forth. I don't know. I just get, I get a kick out of those. Um, the other one that you'll probably be surprised by is there's nothing better in my opinion than going back and reading Sherlock Holmes. I just think Sherlock Holmes can be the funnest thing to all these little short stories of him solving mysteries. Um, and if you want to compliment that, I would recommend watching the BBC uh, series called Sherlock. 
Uh, there's many different Sherlock Holmes things that have been out there for a while, but Sherlock is Benjamin Cumberbatch, famous you know actor, and uh, Martin what's Martin Freeman is Doctor Watson, and it's a modern day Sherlock Holmes, right? So if you kind of into Sherlock Holmes and you kind of like those mysteries and so forth, read the books and then go watch the BBC series, which you can probably get on Netflix or or wherever. But uh, I, yeah, I, I'll I'll ever, I'll every once in a while just kick back and go read a Sherlock Holmes story, and I just I love those things. Very cool. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I know. So um, if you uh, go ahead, Ed. Sorry, Andy. Frank, I I think you didn't. Uh, Tom Clancy live in Maryland. I think he did live in Maryland, but I do remember reading The Hunt for Red October, and there was a whole section on Fordham University. Oh, really? Um, Is that where you went to school? Yeah, that's where oh, I went nice. to school. Yeah, nice. And uh, you know, yeah. I think it was probably I a nod to the fact. I'm sorry, what? I remember that in the book. I remember Fordham in the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I was. Um, I was an incoming freshman and I'm reading it like, holy cow. Like this is <laughs> like, what? That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Avery right. Dulles, who, whom, which, uh, uh, Dulles airport is named for. And he was, mm-hmm. um, uh, he was uh, one of the early, uh, members of the CIA. His son converted to Catholicism and became a Jesuit priest and taught at Fordham while I was there. Is that actually. right. That's yeah. interesting. Wow. I mean, he didn't convert while I was there. Sure. <laughs> he was You're teaching right. while I was there. <laughs> wow. Did you take a class so from a small him? small world. Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. And if it, you know, which is probably one of my, well, I have many regrets in my college years, but we don't, we want to keep this a family <laughs> show, but uh, that, that might be one of them. Don't we all? <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm a fan also of, uh, of Clancy's books and I have not read the newer uh, the newer stuff, but I was uh, enough of a fan to remember executive orders was when Jack Ryan became president. Yes. So what I've done is I've gone back out on the internet and read, okay, what's the order of the books now that are there? And uh, my public library, you can check out the eBooks for free. So oh. I've got my little surface tablet and I'm, I'm, I'm gone back to executive order. That time frame is kind of when mm. I stop reading and I'm pulling down those and starting to read them again. And they're, they're fun. They're entertaining fun. They're very, you know, action oriented. And oh, sure. he tries to give this behind the scenes of how the military and the CIA and the government work and so forth. You know, people may not agree with some of the stuff in there and so forth, but it's not too over the top and it's kind of entertaining and fun. But uh, so. Total, totally cool. agree. Love that. And by the way, I do recommend the John Krasinski, uh, Jack Ryan series that he has done on Amazon prime. He's done two seasons of them now. And he's an excellent Jack Ryan. Probably I'll probably I get agree. a lot of feedback. I'll probably get a lot of feedback from that. Now people are, will hear that. Like he's a terrible Jack Ryan. I thought he was really good. <laughs> I thought so too. Um, yeah. it was, it, you know, the first one, of course, Alec Baldwin played the first, uh, Jack right. Ryan he was good. Movie. He was very and he good. was, he was he's a fantastic actor and, uh, did a great job of that. And because of that, you know, it's kind of like anchoring, when you talk about bias mm-hmm. and machine learning, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody yeah, has yeah, to be yeah. Alec Baldwin. And I'm corny though. I loved all the Jack Ryan's. I think all of them done Did a good you? job. I mean, I, yeah, I I'm not. So. I'm not a huge critic. I'm not a big movie critic person. I just like to. I like to be entertained, right? Same here. So yeah. I can't think of a single Jack Ryan movie, no matter who played it, that I wasn't entertained by. I mean, we're all entertained by them, so that's all I really care about most. Okay, I got to ask this. It's off script. Who's your favorite character in those books? In in the books. In the books, is it Jack Ryan or is it another? Character? Oh, it's definitely Jack Ryan. I, I love okay. the Jack Ryan, the kind of the kind of non, you know, he's kind of like a non political, no nonsense, hard nose guy who's who's he's a smart, he's a very smart person, but also not afraid to get his hands dirty, you know, kind of type person. I mean, I really resonate with that a lot. So I, uh, I can yeah. dig that. I, I of course, uh, I, I think I would put Clark. John Clark. Oh, Clark's cool. A little, he's, a little ahead of him, but he's, he's right super there. cool. Obviously, yeah. yeah so George, and Clark's incredibly super cool. It, it is, but my goodness, and what was it without remorse? Uh, where they looked yes. at his past, and he was, yes. he was, he was a pretty uh, interesting. He was amazing and mean. <laughs> yeah, and me, pretty tough hombre. That's yeah. the kind of guy you don't want to jack with, right? Yeah, you don't want to mess with that guy. A- absolutely. Yeah. Well, Frank, Bob, I think this has been a fantastic show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. And I'll speak for Frank here. I know Frank will back me up on this. We we thank you so much for taking the time, this time out to come and be on our show. My goodness. Thank you. It's my honor and pleasure. Awesome. Absolutely. It's funny. When I was in the audience of your talk at Ready, I was thinking to myself, he would be great on the podcast. And I'm like, wait, is that the guy Andy was talking to? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny so that's why i didn't come up at the at your talk and be like 
Hey. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys asked. I'm very happy to be on this. And um, I love getting a chance to, again, you know, communicate with the community, talk about the community. And like I said, I'm a normal person. So it's kind of, it was fun to be on here and give some interesting information about who I am personally. So cool. Awesome. Well, you have a great day and stay safe in the pandemic. And um, I will say now this is the part where we say, let the nice British lady end the show. Uh, unless Andy has any profound thoughts. About me? Profound? No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to jump that today, but uh, it was our honor. <laughs> Bob, it was our honor to have you on the show. Thanks again. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Driven. Don't just listen, become a data driver by going to datadriven.tv to sign up to join the community, access to special events, tips and tricks, and more. Sign up today at datadriven.tv.